Welcome to Zion Impact Ministries, the local assembly of the Kingdom Community of Believers. As you listen to this message, we pray that God establishes the governing influence of Christ Jesus in your life through fellowship and the manifestations of the Holy Spirit. That's the reason why in Scripture the Bible teaches us that we should not forsake the gathering of the brethren. And that's the reason why Lebanon would come here and be given announcements. Um, come to church, this, 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 you know, um, Wednesday prayer meeting, which starts at 6.30, by 8 o'clock we are done. Um, then Friday prayer meeting at 6.30, all of those things. The importance of gathering as saints is too important. Hallelujah. There have been times when we gather like this and then we, when we go home, you know that you feel, you feel light, like a burden has been taken away from you because angels are, have been sent to sisters during service and it gives us the grace to be able to go through the week with fervency with, with, like with strength and it also teaches us how to how to 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 court God or it teaches us how to draw closer to the Holy Spirit that's why it's so important to come to church hallelujah I want us to be intentional about it and not ignore it okay let's be very intentional about it and not, not ignore it message will be very brief today because we are hosting a very important guest at Spintex Bishop um, Abraham Dixon from um, Texas the United States of America and, and we have been asked to come so we will have to wrap up and then we'll see what the Lord will do but I want us to hold on to these words how many of us were able to listen to the sermon that was preached last week how many of us have been able to listen to any of the sermons that have been preached? Okay. So, the Bible teaches us that faith, it cometh by hearing and hearing of the word of God. Sometimes as we are all here, as we go, when we go to school and a, a, a lesson has been taught, one way by which you can make sure that the lesson sticks in your head, your heart, and your mind is when you go back to it to learn. So, what that means is that when a sermon is preached on Sunday, the Sunday time is too... It's not enough for you to grasp everything. That's how come you can be listening to one message. Every time you listen to it, you hear something new. Right? I want us to be a church that is interested in listening to sermons. I, I, as for sermon, no day should pass without you, without you listening to a sermon. That's how you grow. The faith that cometh by hearing and hearing of the word of God. As you listen, your faith will grow. And you yourself will grow. So the sermons will be made available for you to be listening throughout the week. And that's the reason why um, the radio stations, they are very intentional about, uh, about sermons. If you go to 94.3, for those of you who don't know some of the gospel radio stations, I'm telling you today, there is 94. I know most of you, you, you listen to uh, Joy Service, no? There's someone be They play music song. Boom, 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 boom. Atlantis. The whole time. But I want to, I know some of you don't know, so I'm telling you today. There is 94.3. That's sweet melodies. There is 88.7. There's that sunny FM. Then there is um, Portes. Portes on is I forgotten. That's new. It's relatively new. But when you listen to them during the week, the week they are always preaching sermons. Because that is the power that transforms a man. Solomon, the word of God, is too capable of transforming you. <laughs> and yesterday I was having a conversation with a certain gentleman and he was talking about um, so many things 
talking about how we are in Ghana and the government, so you have to be, you have to be affiliated with the things of the government. And and he was actually speaking a kingdom language, but I didn't know what he was saying because that's actually true. We are in the government of the kingdom, and our constitution is the Bible. We can never ignore it. No day should pass without you knowing what is the Bible is saying. That's what makes you strong in the spirit. That's what that's what gives you advantage over the enemy when he comes and he wants to take your life. And you say, "Oh, Jesus Christ, I just purchased." has purchased my life. I've been purchased by the blood. So as a result of that, you can't have me. Sometimes when I, I, I sometimes I can wake up and then I've had an, a, a dream or something and I get frightened and I remember what the Bible says and he has not given me the spirit of fear but he has given me the spirit of love, of power and of a sound mind. So how can I be afraid? The moment I put the scripture, pop, the thing vanishes. The word is advantage. It's the, it's, the, it's the constitution of the kingdom that you can never ignore. None of us should be here and be anxious. None of us should be here and, and worry. None of us should be here and be afraid. None of us should be here and, and uh, be, uh, be, be offended. None of us should be here and have of unforgiveness in our hearts. Because the Bible teaches us how to get away from all these things. So the moment you begin to feel these things, the things as Mr. Nick was saying, I just loved what you were, you were saying today. God bless you, my dear. I'm so proud of you. I just love what she was teaching today because it's actually true. You, there's, a, there's a certain form of pleasure that comes over a man. That the pleasure to sleep when you know that Charlie, you have to come to church. Yesterday, there were so many people that we spoke to, but some of them are not here because there are other pleasures that are taking over there. They are them. They will say Sunday there, so that, that pleasure of money is taking the is taking the place of God. Strongly, that the heartbeat of God is to make sure we are where He is so that He can bless us. Yeah, Jonathan, He will be where He is so that He can bless us, so that He can guide us, so that He can strengthen us, so that He can keep us. But we can never do that. You can't do away with the word. We have to be avid readers of the word. There should be no problem in the Bible that you don't have a scripture for. This is for all of us. There should be no problem in the Bible that you don't have a, a, a scripture for. When you are afraid, know that, you are, that there is something wrong. Once anything, fear, then you have to look for what the Bible is saying about it and begin to, 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 to pray with it. In your light, we shall see light. Because the, the, the Bible is light. That's how come it casts out all darkness. If you like, try this week. Anything that you were struggling with last week, you just quote. When you start feeling this week, look for scripture, quote it, you see. It would quench it. That's when you read um, in, in John chapter 1 verse 5 I believe. The Bible says that and the light distinguishes all darkness. New Living Translation. Wow! The light has the capacity of distinguishing all darkness. Distinguishes all and the darkness can it extinguishes. I said distinguishes. Extinguish, sorry. To put off. Extinguish. That's what I meant. The word of God is too potent, my brother. And we can never ignore it. In the word, the word will teach us how to pray. It will, as I just love what Mrs. Nikwe was saying, it will teach you how to pray. It will teach you how, how to, okay, you know, this is what the Bible says, so I'll hold on to it. I believe it. I'll pray. Whatever I see, we see in the Bible, I'll practice it. The Bible talks about Jesus Christ doing all night. Me, I'll do all night. I won't wait for uh, church all night. Me, myself, I'll do all night on my own. You know? The Bible says that Jesus Christ, he woke up a while before daybreak. He went to a solitary place and then he prayed. Okay, I'll wake up early. I'll go to somewhere where it's quiet. And that's, that's why I love what Mr. T has always been talking about, his place of meditation. Very quiet. Nobody distracting you. You and God. Have we? 
you know what I'm saying? You wake up in the morning, you make sure, no distraction, you die your phone, you put it off, you give your time to God. Because he gave you himself. And that's why we were looking at this, um, what, we, what we, we, we started last week. For God so loved the world that he gave, whatever you love, you give to it. Hallelujah. I want us to look at our introductory, um, uh, introductory scripture in um, Psalm 103, verse 1. Psalm 103, verse 1. And the Bible said that a psalm of David, let all that I am, let's look at this in New King James Version, please. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Pause. Go back. Just verse 1. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Spirit of the living God, we are grateful for your presence. We know you are here. When we walked into this place, we could sense your presence. Holy Spirit, we can't do life without you. Help us. Draw us closer to you. Strengthen us. Take us away from every plot of the enemy. Give us a desire and a hunger for prayer, for word, and for fellowship with you. Sweet Holy Spirit, wherever we find ourselves in, may people know that we have encountered you. Spirit of the living God, we ask that you, you separate us from every demonic manipulation. And you grant us the liberty which comes as a result of our union and our relationship with you. Spirit of the living God, as we are about to hear your word, we pray that you transform our hearts and you draw us closer to you. Spirit of the living God, we can't do without you. We ask that you keep us in the perfection of your will. We ask that, Lord God, in these months as we have been studying divine guidance, we would constantly be guided by you and your voice. And you will lead us to the place of preservation. Spirit of the living God, we also ask that you give us a desire for soul winning, where we will tell people about you. Every day, we will not wait for us to gather, but every day we will have that desire and that heartbeat to do your bidding so that you'll be glorified. Now, Father, let the words of my mouth and meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight. Oh, Lord, my strength and my redeemer, and I pray that you find me worthy to deliver your word. I also pray that you cause me to draw closer to you. You cleanse my hands, you cleanse my heart so that I might ascend into the, into, in, into the pavilion of your peace and your presence. Keep me there forever. And I pray the same for these ones. In the name of Jesus. Amen. You can take your seat and give a clap offering to God. I find this scripture very fascinating, Evan very fascinating and this week I was brooding over it yesterday I was asking the master what he wants to, to teach all of us and this was the scripture that came to me first he said bless the Lord all my all my soul and all that is within me bless his holy name and I want us to take it like we don't understand like we are now learning English he said bless the Lord all my soul the soul is a representation of your will your desire it's a representation of your your, your mind your intellect okay so he said, bless the Lord of my soul and all that is within me, bless your holy name. How many of us here are human beings? <laughs> all of us. What consists of an, a human being inside you? Can we mention them? Let's go back to class one. Blood, number one. Soul, number two. I'm talking about the physical. Let's mention the physical ones. Your bones. Uh -huh. Your mind. Your, what? your heart. Uh -huh. Your muscles. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Your skin. Your lungs. What? 
powerful. You are sharp. Water, that's true. <laughs> Who again? Theophilus, what is in you? <laughs> your heart. <laughs> we yam your stomach. And this is so fascinating because David is saying that bless the Lord of my soul and all that is within me. Bless your holy name. Let's take the scripture like, like how it is. Let's not try and let's not try and be doing except this one. Let's take it like this. He's literally saying that everything in him is must bless God. And if you look at if you look at the history of this scripture, of course, we all know that it was written by David. And there was this um, theologian called Charles Spurgeon. He said that this particular text that was written, it was written in Solomon's old age. And he was remembering the kind of life that he had lived. And he wished as though that if he had gone back, he would have lived a better life. So now in his old age, he has recognized that all that is within him must bless God. He must give his all to God. That's, what, that's where this text came from. So Psalm 103, Psalm 104. So when you look at 104, it's like a continuation. It starts by saying, bless the Lord, O my soul. Let's go to 104, verse 1. It says, bless the Lord, O my soul, O Lord, my God, you are very great. You are clothed with honor and majesty. So as a result of the age that he has arrived, whether 80 or whatever, he has come to understand that these things are important. The blessing of God. Oh my soul. And all that is within him blesses his holy name. And we're just going back to the emphasis of giving our all to God. And we're going back to... The, last week I didn't even mention a title. Elua came to disturb me, so I had to give her a title. Uh, but the title was Loving God, the Foundation of Kingdom, Soul Winning. And we're just emphasizing what it means to give back to God. Last week, by God's mercy, we looked at the scripture in John chapter 21, verse 15. That was a dialogue that um, Jesus had with Peter. And he was asking that, if you love me, feed my flock. If you love me, turn after my, my sheep. If you love me, feed my lamp. The emphasis of your love for God is what you give to him. And that's so why we went to the very basic scripture, John chapter 3, verse 16. John 3, 16 said that, for God so loved the world that he gave, everything you love, you give to it. And this week, I, I was actually, I went back to listen to the message that I preached. Because as I stand here, I'm surprised half of the things I say. I'm, 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 God speaks through me, to us, and even to me. So you can ask Theophilus, we're sitting in the car, we're listening to, we're listening to Reverend Barry who was preaching last week. Yeah, and there were some of the things, um, then we'll be, I'll be laughing, the two of us will be laughing in the car based on what Reverend Barry said last week, you know? It's just a vessel being used by God. And that message is, is also important for me. The reason why a lot of men of God falter is because they feel like the word is for the people, it's not for them. And the reason why even us who are here, we falter a lot of times because we feel like our word, we, my brother Nidia, and your media, share. The word, it comes for you first before the people. I'm telling you. So every word that I receive, it, 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 it gives me that desperation. If today we are saying that all that is within me, I should give my all to God. I first tell myself that, Father, may I give my all to you. Adam, I'm telling you. I'm telling you something that is true. I'll never lie to you. The first point of contact of the word of God going to the people is first to me before it comes to you. So I've been desperate about giving my all to God. Yesterday, I was so tired. But I remembered this thing. And I must give my all to God. I cannot be giving excuses to do what God asked me to do. 
I was here. I went, you can't know I went round. We were just going round, 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 round. But we came here, came to do what God had called us to do. No excuses. And that is what the master is requiring of all of us. People of God, I am telling you what is factual and it will save you. All that is within me blesses his holy name. Giving your all to God. And it's something that I've been telling myself that Father help me. Also, because sometimes I, I see I also I also falter. I, I, sometimes I, I can't I don't give the, the way I, I know that I can do. You know? And I ask the Holy Spirit for help. Holy Spirit, help me give my all to you. And that's what the Master wants to teach us today. Bless the Lord, all my soul and all everything. My leg, my lungs, my stomach, my everything blesses your holy name. And I'll give an example of how you can bless God with your stomach. I remember there was this last week, I went to a wedding. I'm telling you a true story. Somebody say true story. I'm telling you a true story. I went to a wedding last week. And at the wedding, I prayed that person, the person whose wedding I went to is not watching or listening. Please don't listen to it in the name of Jesus. I went to the wedding last week. And when I was at the wedding, Jonathan, I heard in my spirit, don't eat. As you've come to this wedding, don't eat. So I decided. So I told my wife, baby. <laughs> I told my wife, I said, baby, today I won't eat. But as I was sitting there, no, everybody was going to eat. Everybody, oh, Millicent, everybody was going to take it. They are taking their place. So I, I, I was feeling some way like I was the only one. Every, every, if all my, the, all, everyone on my table. So I, just, I just told myself, okay, you know what? Let me just take something small instead of taking like full plate. So I took some very small, I didn't eat plate, very, very small food just so that people would see that. But I, I knew I heard a voice that said, don't eat. People of God, the following morning, what happened to me? Eh? My stomach that was running, my God and my Lord. It ran as if I had eaten like three balls of kinky. So one way by which you can bless the Lord, all that is within you, even your stomach, is by heeding the counsel of God. When he asks you not to eat. <laughs> <laughs> bless the Lord oh my soul and all that is within me bless your holy name bless your holy name because David had come to understand that God was everything that his life the time that he made mistakes was the days the time that he lived life on his own oh yeah the time where he looked at um, Bathsheba and he, he was lasting after her it was a time that where he was on his own. When he had faulted, and he said, hey, if I have to run to you. The time where the enemy came to convince him to count the people in the book of Chronicles. When, God, when the enemy told him to count the people, and God had given an instruction, don't count anybody. It was after the thing, he had done it, then he came to his realization. He said, no, master, I have to run back to you. So he had come to understand the principle of the kingdom, which means that everything that is within him must bless God so that he can constantly be guided by him. And that's what the master is telling us this morning. That can all that is within us bless his name? Can all that is within us bless his name? Can everything that we have bless his name? Can our money bless his name? Can our, our speech bless his name? Can our presence bless his name? Can the work that we do bless his name? Can the work that we do for, the, for him in the kingdom bless his name? I kid you not, the master is talking to all of us today. And that is what he told me this morning. And all that is within me, bless his holy name. 
I want us to look at another scripture in Romans chapter 7, verse 15 to 17. And this scripture talks about the, 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 the lust of, of, of the flesh, which prevents us from constantly walking in the spirit. Sometimes the reason why we are unable to give our all to God is because of our flesh. Our flesh is too loud. So you would wake up with an appetite to do an appetite not to read the word for it. Let's 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 do basics. You wake up with an appetite to not read the word. You wake up with an appetite to to sleep on uh, in Instagram. <laughs> you wake up with an appetite to not have anything. To, not 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 to not to read today. The uh, I'll not read my Bible. You know, and these are the things of the flesh that constantly limits us. Is that for what I am doing, I do not understand. For what I will to do, that and no, that I don't want to practice. But what I hate, that I do. Because sometimes our flesh becomes louder than the things of the, the spirit, and it prevents us from doing what God wants us to do. God, what God expects us to do. Bless the Lord, all my soul, and all that is within me. Blesses His holy name. God wants to emphasize our heartbeat about giving our all to Him, not just on Sundays. People of God, Bene, I'm telling you, I won't tell you a lie. That God wants us to give our all to Him. Rachel, that is the heartbeat of God that we should give our all to His service. I'm not just talking about coming to church. That even at the workplace, whatever you are doing, you are giving your all to him. You are giving your best to him. And whatever you do to man, you do as unto God. And that's the reason why when you, I think it's Mark 20, 20, 24, Matthew 24, when Jesus Christ, when he had, um, he was having a dialogue with God. And we were talking about how, um, and he was talking about whatever you do to a man, that which you do to God. Good to see you guys. Whatever you do to a man, that is what you do to God. So he said, uh, uh, where, where did you see me? Where was I poor that you gave me uh, money? Where was I in prison that you came to visit me? Then he said that, then he concluded and said that whatever you do to a man, you've done to me. So we should be afraid to curse anybody. I think they've been teaching us. Every time I'm talking, I will talk about it till it's not our, it's not our, it's not, it's not our, we don't, we know what has given us. Nobody said we should curse anybody. The Bible said, I pray for your enemies. They didn't say tell them to die or curse them. It's true. Whatever you do to a man, you do as unto God. So wherever you work, whatever you do at your workplace, technically you are doing it as you are doing to God. However, how you talk to your mother in your house, you know, that you think maybe me ain't that the beard I have, do you have some? So you feel like maybe you can talk to her anyhow. You have in mind that this is what you are doing to God. Can we, look, can, we look, can we look at the scriptures basic? Sometimes, we, as we are growing, we feel like the word is, we want to do some bo- 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 bo things before we want to believe that thing. That thing is basic. You know, they say we should pray for them to receive healing. We pray for them to receive healing. If we see, if, we, if he has said it, we believe it. If we see it in the word, we believe it and we'll practice it. Hallelujah. What are we willing to give to the master? And all that is within me bless his holy name. Meaning that my lungs must bless him. And do you know how your lungs blesses God? Do you know how your lungs blesses God? Who can tell me? Evan. Don't she? <laughs> oh, Evan. <laughs> and what I mean is that <laughs> your lung blesses God as you sing. Or as you speak, as you talk to people about him. In a month or so, when as you speak to God, it's your lung that is blessing because you speak with your lungs. You know that? 
or science students, or Solomon, you have to you have to come and teach us. So. This one is very basic. If you hold a lung, you see that you can't speak. <laughs> so that's one way by which your lung can bless God. Your feet can bless God by, by going, by when he, when he gives you an instruction, you obey, you go. It's, yeah, it's true. Your heart can bless. How does your heart bless God? Come on, let's go, let's go, let's do this. How does your heart bless God? Your physical heart. <laughs> no, okay, you, let's, let's, let's do the spiritual heart. How many of us know what your heart represents? If they say your heart, do you know what it means? Your subconscious mind. So like, um, what makes you, let's give an example. Let's give an example. Like some, what makes you angry? Or, or what makes you sad? It's, that's the nature of your heart. Anything that makes you, every day you are angry, you are maybe fits of anger. That's the nature of your heart. The thing that tests you the most when you least expect it is the revelation of your heart. That's how come when you are driving, something the apostle has been saying, when you are driving and somebody crosses you, and you shout, oh, bulu. <laughs> it shows what is in your heart. It shows that your heart is full of insult, or it shows that your heart is, your heart is full of impatience. I know a friend, I know a certain friend, he's, if he's driving and you start to overtake him, you start to go speed. <laughs> he doesn't, I know a certain friend. He doesn't, he doesn't want to, he doesn't want you to, 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 to cheat, you know. <laughs> These things reveal the state of your heart. God is saying all. When he says all, he means all. Brown, when God says all, he means all. And so bless the Lord. Back to that scripture. Psalm 103, verse 1. Bless the Lord, oh my soul, oh Mikra, and all that is within me. Blesses his holy name. All that is within me. And amount of sowing as you go, as you go, you are speaking to people, even the, your eye, your eye is all. You know, people can actually look at you and see the love of God in your eyes. Yeah. Yesterday, I, as I had finished evangelizing to a certain guy, I was walking. I was walking back to the studio. And a certain guy passed by me. He turned and he looked at me and he just said, Why are you so joyful? That's what he said. See, I don't know if you saw me by the traffic light. Waiting, was sitting, we're just walking. I was just brooding over the conversation. I was, I, I didn't even, I had, I didn't even notice he was by me. But when he, I was walking, I turned and he looked into my eye. And he, he just the first thing he said, Why are you so joyful? And I told him that it's the joy of the Lord. And I put my hand on him. We started having a conversation. So that's how come that's how your eyes can, can bless God. <laughs> when the Bible says all, it means all. And for most of you who have what that ex-Satanist thing, the day when that guy, that the, the guy had an encounter with the lady that God had sent him. He said when he looked into the eyes, he saw light, he saw like pew, pew, like uh, thunderbolts of light enter into his eyes, and he was dis- disarmed. And every all the, the enemies they were all running. He, the girl was not saying anything. No. God said, keep quiet, just look at him. And then he looked at the eyes and just smiled. And the guy knew that there was something that he had encountered that day. And every, all the 600 demons, including Lucifer himself, they ran away just by the eye, just by looking at people. Oh, yeah. When the Bible says all, it means all. all, all. And God wants to emphasize that we should give our all to him. All. Give your life to him. And he will lead you to the perfection of his will concerning your life. Everybody here, it's something that this a teaching that we've heard over the years that we've all been given a certain like it's like a manner for how our life should be. It's like a book 
that shows what our life, how our lives should be. That's how come you don't wake up and make you tell yourself that today I want to go and play football. Or today, or today, I feel like, you know, today, as I say, I make Germany, make Germany. So you go and join that that queue. In fact, let's say US, you go and join, wake up early in the morning, and you go and bounce you. You know, because God, everyone has received the uh, 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 the way your life should be. And if you don't constantly go back to God, you will always be in error. You'll be making decisions on you. You see that all the decisions that you make, you suffer for it. Because it's error, it's an error. I hear some of them saying, people of God, all that is within me blesses your holy name. Everything. When he says all, he means all. And something I've been saying that anyone you encounter, let them meet, let them in this amount of soul winning. Sometimes you may not be get the opportunity to talk plenty. Sometimes just your demeanor is enough. When you go to the bank, the person opens the door for you to walk in. You look at him and say, Thank you. Because those people, they don't meet, they don't encounter, they, they don't, people are so, so mean. So said people who are who do security, people have well on them. Oh my coffee, am I lying? Yeah, people, they look down on them so much. They talk to them anyhow. Hey, stupid boy, foolish boy, come. Go and buy me bread. Go and buy me uh, uh, granite. You know? The person is doing you a favor and you're calling him anyhow. When the Bible says all, he means all. All that is within me blesses his holy name. That's what the master wants to teach us today. If it's a, it's a month of sowing and God wants us to give our all to him. As we speak to people, and I just love that people when you, you tell people that, oh, you, I'm inviting you to church. It's, it, it shows how it shows, it shows that where you are, you are happy, and you want people to also be blessed by it. And I'm very happy to see that the chairs they are becoming fewer and fewer. The empty chairs are becoming fewer and fewer. Glory to God. These are vessels, and they will be filled. And what I want us to do when we as we are learning this thing about giving our all to God throughout the week, don't wait for Saturday. Talk to people evangelize, talk to them about Jesus. First, start by, by having an interest in their lives. I believe strongly that Solomon is sitting here because Joey constantly went there every week just to want to know him and then he will share his life with him. That's how he's sitting here. Oh yeah! Millicent can will tell you that there's an interest that the person, that Mrs. Nikwe or myself will show. And that's what I mean they come again, second time, second week. The same with Jonathan. You show that you, you, you care about the person. Not that you just want them to come to church. No, that's not the thing. It's the kingdom family of love, and we must, we must, I sense his presence so strong. It's the kingdom family of love, and we must we must show them that we love them. Not just telling them to come to church to come to come food. No, be intentional about it. You see that their life is going wayward, then you tell them, No, I have a better way for which for you to enjoy your life. Because as we are sitting here, we know how our lives would have been without God. Oh, I'm telling you, I kid you not. I've lived a certain life before. Just yesterday, I was telling Zion. I met one of my exes and that's how I was in the car I was remembering things I said hey father you know my life would have gone some way if I had not encountered Jesus and all of us one way or the other we've met him that's why we are here oh yeah we've met him maybe when someone was talking to us about yesterday I was talking with a guy he was saying so many things he was talking and I was so quiet I was just listening to him as if he was preaching to me he spoke for a good 10 minutes and when I was leaving, I just told him my one encounter that I had with Jesus. And he had nothing to say. All these things you are telling me with book. He was telling me about Jesus and uh, the things you've seen. The Bible, eh? Uh, you, you have not seen the Bible. And I asked him that. Uh, 
uh, do you know coming he is Nigerian and I asked him the, the president first president of, of, of Nigeria did you ever meet him he said oh no ever meet him but why do you believe that he's the first president did you see him with your eyes he said he said that there was a there was writing about him I said yeah the same way there's a writing about Jesus the Bible hey if you like when you go home go and go on YouTube go and research about the things that you see in the Bible you will see that they've been they are there feeling feeling kadochi if you want to believe before you pursue, just go and research. Goliath, they saw a skeleton very large and they saw the hole in his forehead. Is there. Oh yeah, I'm telling you. Different, 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 different things. When you go in, you will see that they, people are able to discover. And because of how um, science is, they are able to test the time that the thing was there. Do you understand what I'm saying? Like how maybe they'll build, like do a sack. And then maybe they'll write 2023 on it, like a, a sack of rice sack. Over a number of years, they can test because of, um, the, 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 you know, wind and all of this. And they can test in the year. going. The thing is dead real. Nobody's telling no lies. And I was telling him. That the same way you all don't believe, you believe in your president. The one we I'm telling you about, I know him. And I just gave him one encounter. He couldn't say anything. And I know that the master has sowed a seed in his heart. But I want us to give our all to God. When, I, when Jesus is saying all, he means all. And as I started the, the thing, Charles Spurgeon, he was able to deduce that this thing, that this text that he wrote, he was in his old age. He had encountered so many things. And that's the reason why old people, they are so wise. Because they've encountered a lot. And because of the things that they have encountered, they can share it with us so that we'll live a better life. That's why we cannot not d- 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 disregard the counsel of our parents. Even though they may not be speaking the tongues the way you speak. Or even though, even though they may not be as educated as you. Some people, they say, my mother, she doesn't speak English. So you're insulting her. Why? Or you want to get married and then you not you won't ask for your father's blessing. Your father is fighting a marriage, so I'll go ahead and marry. Oh, back way. Me careful, Sunny. Oh, that is within me. Bless your holy name. Bless. Let this scripture resonate in your heart. Let the scripture wake you. Let it cause you when you wake up in the morning. That everything that you've decided that you do for God, do it with your all. When I t- when I told God that the Father, I'm giving my life to now. Just the last thing, can we be outstanding? Last thing I'll say and we'll close. When I was in secondary school, my second year of second um, second year of um, secondary school, my mother told me a story about my life. And before that, I used to do, be doing my. I was Neo. Do you know who Neo is? Do you know Neo? He's a he's a musician. Oh, this author is too holy. I can't sing one of his songs. But Neo is a musician, and he's like he's like the kiddie of this of our generation. Aha, uh-huh, let's use that. And I used to be. I used to sing this. I used to be. When you mention my name, those days. That was me, because I could sing. I can sing, by God's mercy. And I'll stand in front of the stage, in front of the whole school, thousands of people, and I'll be singing to one girl. And the girl is dying there. And I said, yeah. That was my life. Then my mother told me about a story about my life. And that was the, the turning point of my life. And in the story, I was one, I used to be one of those babies that everybody wanted to carry. I used to think there are some babies that everybody can carry, like Sister Naomi's baby. Everybody likes to go to everybody. It's not everybody's babies like that. There are some babies, quiet, if you touch them, if you look at them, <laughs> and I used to be one of those babies, Millicent, that everybody liked to carry. So, they will carry me, everybody is carrying, and apparently, 
the occult had sent one of their representatives to come for me. <laughs> True life story, Minkewo. The occult had sent one of their representatives to come for me, to use me for a sacrifice. So, the lady came to church and she was constantly coming to church. And when she was constantly coming to church, everybody knew that she became a, like, she had become a church member. And they used to take me to Sunday school. So she would go to Sunday school and behave like she's one of the Sunday school. So every Sunday, very strategic. Very, 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 very strategic. Every Sunday she's coming. And when she comes, oh, oh, Alan. Then they'll carry me. They'll carry me. So when you've done it, she'll pass me back to my uh, foster mother, Auntie Harriet. She was doing it consistently. I don't know how long she did it for. But she did it to an extent that everybody knew that. Everybody felt like, no, not even a generation. Everybody felt like she was part of us. Like she lives with us. I understand what I'm saying. Uh-huh. One day, she was able to carry me. And then when she carried me, she managed to take me out of the church premises because she had, she had won. So she carried me and she was, she was going, taking me to the occult guy or the whoever, the juju man or whatever, to use my blood for the sacrifice because they had seen something. I don't know what they saw. Maybe they had seen a light. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. But they came from, and she was so successful. She had won. She was running, she was running. I don't know if you guys have seen those um, crucifix. It's like a statue of Jesus or a statue of Stephen or a statue of Mary, those things. But this particular church, there was a statue of Jesus where people usually go there and pray. And then as she was running, she crossed there and she froze, holding me like this. She froze. She couldn't go again. She couldn't move, nothing. She froze and she was carrying me. So what happens after service, everybody came out to find out What's, what's what weird thing is that? If you see anybody standing at one place and then carrying a baby, the person can't move. Ain't it weird? So people were, ah, they were passing, they were seeing that. Like, this is strange. What is going on? But some of them recognized it. So they went close. They said, ah, are you all right? Let's assume her name is um, Nakoshi. Let's assume. Maybe that's her name. <laughs> Let's assume her name is Nakoshi. And he goes, ah, Nakoshi, me if you're. And then when they went, ah, and they saw the baby said, ah, in this uh, Father Nico's baby. And they took her. And then when they took her, she came back to her consciousness and they started to interrogate her. And they started confessing that they had sent her from. They had sent her from, from the occult to come and take me to use me for blood um, blood um, sacrifice. To kill me and use me for blood sacrifice. When my mother told me this, I knew that I might give my life to him fully. Why? Among all the number of babies, you be, we always hear babies dying. Why did God preserve my life? You know? And, and, and when, I, when I talk about this, I, I get emotional. Like, among all the babies, all the people, why did God preserve my life? Adam, why? Um, why? There are so many men of God, there's so many people who, they've, they, they've lost their children. We, we heard about Israel, about how um, he lost his children. Why did God spare my life? Why? And since that day, Beryl, I decided I was going to give my all to him. And I know as we are standing here, we all have our own stories of why we are here, why we have breath. We all have our individual stories of how God rescued us. I know some of you, I can pinpoint some of you and, 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 and I talk about some, how your life used to be and how you are here today and God has preserved your life. These are testimonies of how, of why you must give your all to him. Oh yeah. For some of us, it was not the mercy of God will be cut back, will be sleeping in prison. For some of us, if not the mercy of God, we would have born like 20 children by now. 
Yesterday I was having a conversation with one guy. He was telling me that his father has given birth to 14 children. Hey, I was so surprised, even though I know. But how he said it, I said, hey, oh, Papa, and how old is he? He said, my father cried. He's not even 51. I said, why? 14. He's not even, he's not even 55. Why has God preserved your life? He has preserved your life because he wants you to he wants to use you for, for his glory. And that's something I've always been talking about. That every time you see any wicked person on earth who is available, it's because God is preserving their life for something. Oh yeah. So nobody is too bad for God to save. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm telling you, every wicked person that God uses, every wicked person in the Bible, most of them, God used them. Do you know that Rahab who was sitting on, on the wall um, when um, um, the, the Israelites were about to take over Israel. You know, do you know she was a prostitute? Do you guys know? But she, God found her worthy to use her. Oh my Lord, my Lord and my God. I know as we are here, every single one of us has a testimony of what God has done for them. That's the reason why you stand here today. It may not be like mine, where God arrested somebody. But there's a, there a story about your life. There's a story. That's the reason why God has given you another shot at life. You must. It's a requirement that you give your all to him. It's a principle of the kingdom that the, the, the king requires that we give our all to him, people of God. I'm telling you something. That is not a lie. And you will see what he will do with you. And so the Bible emphasizes, seek ye first the kingdom of God and its righteousness and all other things will be given unto you as you pursue God with your life. You will see how you order your steps. Can you lift up your hands to the master and cry out to him and say, Father, help me give my all to you because you have given your all to me. When you have this at the back of your mind, nobody will tell you to come for soul winning. Oh, nobody will tell you to, to serve God. Nobody will tell you to come early. Nobody will tell you to, to clean. Nobody will tell you to arrange. Nobody will tell you. Nobody will tell you to be a good, a good steward of your money. Nobody will tell you to, 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 to respect your wife. Nobody will tell you to respect your husband. When you have this, when you are singing, you are giving your all to him, mean that your mouth that you speak, you know, I need to manage everything so that God is glorified. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. And I want us to pray with this scripture. First um, Corinthians chapter 4, verse 2. The Bible says that moreover, it is required in stewards that one be found faithful. As you give your all to God, God would justify you as, as a man who is faithful. Come on, speak to him. Speak to him. He's here. He's not wind. No, 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 no. He's not wind. He's a person. The Holy Spirit. Oh, he's a person. Come on, give your all to him. Ask him. Say, Father, help me give my all to you. Help me be, be intentional about, about waking up in the morning to spend time with you or make, spending time with you in the night. That nothing would distract me. The only reason why Peter began to sink when he was walking on water was because he was distracted by the, the, the ocean. I'm seeing so many things, but I, I've been given an instruction. So God willing, next week we'll address them. Hopefully by next week, you will not have that issue. But I pray with you in the name of Jesus that you pray God gives you his all. Thank you for listening. If you were blessed by this message, share it with someone so they can be blessed too. We look forward to fellowshipping with you next time at Zion Impact Ministries.